The homilies for sermons contained in these podcasts were delivered by Deacon Joe Dietz, a permanent deacon serving at Christ the King Catholic Church in South Bend, Indiana, a parish of the Diocese of Fort Wayne, South Bend. Each homily is preceded by the reading upon which it is based. While these homilies are the same in content as those preached, they have been recreated to improve the sound quality of the podcast. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, I know that good does not dwell in me, that is, in my flesh. The willing is ready at hand, but doing the good is not. For I do not do the good I want, but I do the evil I do not want. Now if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. So then I discover the principle that when I want to do right, evil is at hand. For I take delight in the law of God, in my inner self, but I see in my members another principle, at war with the law of my mind, taking me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. Miserable one that I am, who will deliver me from this mortal body? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. The Word of the Lord. When I get to heaven, if there's a waiting room where I get to hang out while I'm waiting for the purgatory shuttle, and if St. Paul happens to cut through on his way to lunch, I really want to be able to thank him for this passage in Romans chapter 7 that we read today. To tell him how much I really appreciate his honesty and his candor about the struggles he one of the church's greatest saints, shared about the challenges of sin. His wording is really important. He doesn't say simply that he is tempted or that he struggles to avoid evil in the midst of temptation. No, he says, and I quote, For I do not do the good I want. I do the evil I do not want. I do the evil I do not want. He does it. Now, we don't know what particular evil that Paul may have been referring to. We don't know how profound it might actually be. We do know that the holier people are, the greater their detachment from sin, and we presume that they tend to look more severely at any sinful inclination or action than those who lead, shall we say, less saintly lives. But the key point here isn't what Paul considers evil, but that by his own wonderful admission, He does it, even in spite of his best intentions and desires to do only good. And Paul is not just some marginal, borderline Christian believer. Paul calls on the power of the Holy Spirit in daily life like the rest of us use a cell phone. But here, he acknowledges that he too fails from time to time. And I find in this great consolation, because we all fail from time to time, And we need to recognize that when it comes to sin, occasional failure is not an option. It's more like a certainty. For it is only in recognizing our weakness that we more clearly see our dependency on the Holy Spirit to overcome it. And the reality of the Spirit's power is not only in helping us to resist sin, but also in the quick recognition of sin when it occurs or when it is near. If our conversion 
eliminated our concupiscence, then there would have been no need for a sacrament of reconciliation. Baptism would have fixed us for life. The Lord's Prayer would have been two verses shorter because we would not have to ask the Father to forgive us our trespasses every time we say it. But life in the Spirit is not life in a bubble, but life in a cauldron where the fire of the Spirit rages against the fires of hell. We here on earth are called the church militant for exactly that reason. We are in the battle. And that's okay, because forewarned is forearmed. I don't know about you, but I often find it easier to fight my battles when they are clearly defined. When I recognize the threat and understand the stakes, I tend to rally to the battle. When the obstacles are vague and less clear, the threat is minimized and the need for resistance is debated and watered down, it's easy to acquiesce or be slow to respond, if we respond at all. And that's why it's so good that Paul tells us of his struggles and failings. Because if Paul can fail, if Paul sins, even though he is Paul, and in spite of his struggles and failures, he has accomplished all that he did, well then, praise the Lord. That means that our struggles with sin don't define us. Our response does. It doesn't matter that we are tempted and on occasion fail. What matters is that when we fail, we respond in accordance with what I like to call the five R's. First, recognize our sin. Don't try to talk ourselves out of it. Don't deny it. Don't rationalize, minimize, or humanize. Oh, well, I'm only human. Acknowledge it and move on to the next R. Repent immediately and sufficiently. Express contrition. Go to reconciliation if needed. Don't wait until later. Do it now. If we've had the time to sin, we have the time to offer a quick prayer of repentance. Next, request the Holy Spirit's assistance, both with ongoing formation of our conscience and with the spiritual power to resist temptation, recognize and avoid near occasion of sin, and for increased fervor and desire to grow in holiness. Next, rejoice. Give thanks. Praise God for his knowledge of our condition, his merciful heart, his life-giving sacrifice, and his never-ending love. And the last are, repeat as often as necessary, confident that with the Holy Spirit's help, we will ultimately be delivered from these mortal bodies. Thanks be to God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. For questions or comments on this homily, write to Deacon Joe 2017 at gmail.com.